0: Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus our Lord and our Savior, it is so good to be with you today in times like these, family, friends, and foes even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, uh, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. This is uh, Evangelistic Service Family, my beloved. This is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society, international with the White House, daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 511 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today we are reading 1st Kings chapter 5 verses 11 through 18. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. I pray that you would grant me and all of us, your energy, your strength, your unction, your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your Holy Word, to teach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Word, and to preach your Holy Gospel. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, Encourage and strengthen and revive your Christian people. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray that everybody is prepared uh, for the reading of your Holy Word. In the words of one Bible teacher, uh, that they are on praying ground, and I would add Bible reading ground. And so, Holy Father God, help everybody to who names the name of Christ to confess their sins and to repent. We praise you and we thank you, Lord, for the earlier prayer meeting we had here. And so, Lord, for those who are not prayed up and not even on praying ground, not even on Bible reading ground, help them to do that by having a private prayer with you uh, to acknowledge you in all of their ways, to give you the glory, praise, and honor. Help them to do it right now, to ask you to forgive them of their sins so that they can get on praying ground and Bible reading ground, devotional ground, crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh, and the old man within us, and fill us, who are saved with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. And Holy Father God, uh, it is, of course, as you know, as I've been praying for 34 years of married life, that is the strangest thing, and I know it's demonic, I know it's the devil, It's the strangest thing we could, my wife and I can do any other thing in the world. If we're not uh, having a uh, church service or having a meeting like this, uh, she uh, acts pretty decently most of the time. But whenever we have uh, a service like this, the devil crops up and she's our weakest link here and the devil she allows the devil to use her and uh, to try to hinder your gospel from going forward and to try to uh, and the devil uses her to try to make her a distraction which uh, she has never been because I've never allowed that to happen and so I pray still uh, before Not only the people here, uh, not only privately as I have been doing for 34 years, and in our family devotions, uh, but before the world. And I pray that they would join me in praying for her salvation, and for her feeling of the Holy Spirit, and loving your gospel, loving you back, obeying you, and being faithful to you at all times. Uh, including the times when it's time to serve you and to proclaim your Gospel and to preach your Holy Word and to teach your Holy Word and to not hate it. And, and Lord, I know it's a demonic hatred. It's not really her, it's the devil working through her. Uh, and so, however, by this time in Uh, her Christian life, in her life, if she she was saved all of these years, she would have grown out of that and been able to say no to the devil and to resist the devil that he would flee from her. As is the case for anybody who has been truly saved and taught the word for over almost 50 years. And so there's something desperately wrong. And so, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Out of her life and out of the lives of others in our family and outside of our family and other families that... Uh, claim to be Christian, those families that name the name of Christ. Now Lord, I know the devil hates this prayer and some false Christians hate it, especially uh, wicked, evil, and ungodly women who think that women can do no wrong and nothing should be said about them and uh, about the evil that they do. Uh, but I do know that there are many women who, not only my wife, who have a Jezebel spirit. And sadly, uh, many pastors and many men have, uh, have contributed to this foolishness that's in the church, that only men can mess up, only men can do wrong, when in reality, I believe Lord It's the good men who are serving you, who are are holding things together as as well as it is being held together. (coughs) For all of it is your divine order. You're going to use a man in the home. You're going to use a man in the church. Uh, And these two arenas I know for sure to lead and to guide. And so... uh, uh, everything is out of sorts today. <coughs> Pardon me, Lord and uh, Lord, uh, and so therefore, uh, even men have submitted themselves to women in the home and in the church, and this uh, this is a large contributing factor to the mess we're in today. And everybody knows it. Uh, the main leader of all evangelicals and Southern Baptists and Bible people knows it, and he's trying to do something about it. And uh, the the main main man, one of my brothers, uh, at uh, uh, from Liberty University. <coughs> Pardon me, who happens to be over uh, all of the counseling in the Christian world. He's trying to do something about it. And, and, and they, they know that we have messed up before you. in putting down men, belittling men, always taking the woman's side, and talking foolishly like, all right, brother, what did you do wrong? And all this kind of foolishness, Lord, God help us. Lord, help us with this mess, I tell you, Lord. And uh, <clears throat> and so, Holy Father God, we pray that uh, people would settle down and get back into your word and simply obey your word. No matter what they want to do, no matter how they feel. And that is the power of Jesus Christ in our hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, as Christians, he has the regulating power to help us, if need be, uh, uh, make us in his own way, to put down what we want to do, and what we believe, and do it his way, if we want to be successful in this thing called life following him because he will not have it any other way and lord uh, as you know i uh, i know you don't make anybody do anything but you have your way of rebuking us and chastising us to help us to understand how you want things to be done i know you've done that in my life if my wife was saved you would have done that in her life uh people who are truly saved are going to it may be it may take a little while But they are going to be conforming into your image and what you want done with their lives for your glory. I know that to be a fact. And and you will chastise us. You will rebuke us because you love us. Uh, You will handle us in such a way that we're moving in the direction that you want us to go. And I know this to be true. I have no doubt about this. And so when people are not growing in that way and going in that way, there's something wrong. And so, I thank you for using me to have the courage to say something so negative about my own family. It's not, this is not fun to say, and I know in our sweet evangelical circles, uh, nothing should be said like this until people have gone into uh, people's women's bedrooms dr- drunk, or whatever, or not drunk, doing it on purpose, or going out into a park, leaving your wife in both cases behind the one you're supposed to love so much, and y'all hold hands in the pulpit and and uh, and y'all preach together and y'all love each other so much in the, in the church, but but yet you're out in the park uh, seeking a Palestinian woman. Now, we don't nobody's supposed to say anything until these things happen. And I think there's a lot, there's, uh, there's, there's uh, something to say about uh, saying things before things end up messed up and not doing things to mess up anything in your sight. And there's something to say about telling the truth about uh, issues in a public marriage uh, that maybe seem to be private. And it's only private to those women who don't want to be exposed to themselves. The men don't mind it at all because they know this mess is going on. They, uh, thousands of men and women <coughs> can identify to everything I'm saying. They, they won't say it themselves, and so Lord, you're leading me to say it. There's something to say about that, about a couple that's been 34 years in marriage. There's something to say that my wife is still here. She hears everything I'm saying. She knows it's true because I've been praying for her and talking to her about getting saved for 34 years. And uh, she's still here. She's right here serving, helping me in the ministry and, uh, uh, and doing what she is supposed to be doing for the most part uh the devil raises his ugly head uh, around service time for some reason. But uh, Lord, you know all about that. And uh, so there's something to be said about it. Uh, instead of uh, hearing about us in the funny papers, and we're divorced and now, and I have a girlfriend, and, and she's gone on, and the children are heartbroken and embarrassed. And so, Holy Father, God, help us to continue to break the mold. Uh, and it's only by your leadership, because no, no man would naturally do this. Uh, no man wants to do this. I, I didn't do it for 34 years almost, until she, on her own, she saw her daughters walking out the door that she didn't really know, did not love, did not care for, did not want to hug and even since they've been gone they have not uh, talked with her much at all uh... uh, no more than a small greeting when they would visit and that's very painful to her but it's it's done and I have told her and I've told uh, thousands and even millions of people that there are certain things you can't go back and redo and uh... We we all believed that she was trying to redo some things when she apologized and confessed to the whole family on that Father's Day when my uh, children were, my oldest two daughters were moving out into their own place and uh, after having graduated with multiple degrees you gave her almost 27 years with the oldest child to get it right and she did not get it right until she saw her walking out the door. And that ought to be and has been a lesson to uh, thousands of women, millions of women. Don't do that. Be there with your children, love your children, support your children, tell them you love them, pray with them because those years go by very fast. And when they're gone, it's over. <clears throat> and if you did not love on them while they were there, uh, they're going to say, see ya. And they won't be coming back much at all, other than to see their father and their siblings. They really have nothing much to do with you. It's a very bitter pill to swallow, but it is a permanent pill. Uh, because you cannot go back and fix that. And that's where she is today. And uh, she did that, I believe, because she was lost. And uh, she, in her (coughs) pharoistic Jamaican pride, refuses to get saved. Because she does not want to go back on what she told me that she got saved in Jamaica at the age of 15 or so. It's nothing but pride. I've seen other people do this. But all of them eventually got saved. As I have told thousands, Lord, and yea millions by your power, pharaoh styled pride will cause you to splash in the lake of fire, just like Pharaoh's pride had him to drown in the sea. So, Lord, this is not just for my wife, Marika White. It's for other family members who are religious but lost, and oftentimes mean as the devil at home, but can show out in church. And Lord, I'm not going to be a part of that foolishness. We've had too much of that. And uh, and more, uh, and even bigger than that, Lord, is for other people in the church today, the sweet evangelical church, the sweet. Baptist Church, Southern Baptist, National Baptist, AME, there's somebody lost in, in, all their, uh, lost in the AME church, stealing all that money. No, there's there's something wrong, with, with, you know, because we, 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 we're not going to be thieves and liars and can't say I love you to your own child, can't say, uh, and can't hug your child, your own child when they're babies. No, no, you're lost and, and on your way to hell, and you, you're just religious, the worst kind of lost person. And I pray that you'd open her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears and open up the blinded eyes of millions who are religious, going through the motions, not even saved. And uh, you will say to them, not well done, thou good and faithful servant, but I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. And so, Lord, uh, have your Holy Spirit, Lord, to do the work. All I can do is tell the truth and shame the devil. And, Lord, uh, if anybody thinks that I feel good about this, I don't. Uh, If anybody thinks I'm being mean to my wife, I'm not. I love my wife. And uh, I want her to get saved and to act like a saved person and stop being a hypocrite. A phony and a fake. Like so many other people who are listening to me today. (coughs) Just uh, from her apology, which was not real. My oldest daughter, Danny, knew it was not real. Uh, My oldest daughter, Danny... While she was here, she told me that uh, to not even let her get on the internet. That's what my oldest daughter Danny, she's so untrustworthy, don't even let her even get on the internet. Uh, And I was trying to help her to get involved after so many years of the children doing everything so that she can have the good feeling of contributing and working and and, uh, and it's a shame that my oldest daughter Danny told me don't even, Papa don't do that, don't let her do that. Because she knew her character. And uh, uh And sad to say, my daughter was right. And so, Holy Father God, help us to tell the truth, to be honest, no matter how other people feel about it, because their families are jacked up too and got problems and mess in their own families. And they're just, and they're they're the Adams family at home and the Brady Bunch in the church. And I'm not going to be a part of that at all. And uh, uh, as everybody knows, I've said positive things about my wife in the past, like all husbands do, because we want uh, our wives to be uh, honored and respected, and seen as uh, helpful and a blessing, and all of that. As men, we want that, and it's uh, it's uh, embarrassing and humiliating when. Uh, uh, you you uh, have to uh, uh, recognize that that's not the case. And uh, we need more husbands to tell the truth before it explodes in their faces, as uh, so many fake so-called Christian couples have done. Uh, and again, Lord, by your grace, by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, I believe that you're pleased with this, and uh, uh, because it's the truth, and that uh, uh, and is healthy uh, to do this for the entire church for folks to start telling the truth before a big blow up. And we pray that uh, thousands of other people will tell the truth and shame the devil. Uh, I've been praying about this and telling my wife about this for nearly 34 years. And I pray that she would humble herself and get saved, get filled with your Holy Spirit, and uh, uh, act like a Christian should. And uh, I do pray that for everybody in my family, everybody under the sound of my voice. And, uh, and there's something to say, Lord, that uh, we're still together. She's still helping me, maybe reluctantly. Uh, I know for a fact she did not want us to have this service today uh, for some strange reason. Uh, but and there's something to say, uh, Lord, that uh, uh, your gospel is still being preached, your word is still being taught, uh, and there's something to say, Lord, about the fact that I have always been a happy, joyful, good cheer. Uh, peaceful at peace man for over 34 years because of you and uh, you're leading me to pray without ceasing for her and for my family and also uh, rebuking her and dealing with her about the satanic evil that she has allowed through her and putting it down so that your work could go forward As you know, Lord, and you've heard me say this many times that uh, I probably would not have done as much (coughs) for your kingdom, such as preaching every day and having to deal with the devil working through my own wife to try to hinder it, very demonic spirit, if she had been a great wife. So I thank you for my thorn in the flesh that pushed me to pray more, no doubt. That pushed me to serve more and to do things I would have probably never done. Uh, because as my wife is from Jamaica, I love Jamaica, I've been there many times. and uh, We could have uh, had a house down there and could have gone on many cruises together to Jamaica and stay there for a month or so. We could have done all of that fun stuff. Uh, but when a person is disobedient uh, and rebellious, uh, they lose benefits and blessings such as that. And so I pray, that, I pray for my children that all of them would truly follow you and believe in you and truly be saved and not be hypocrites and phonies. Not be mean to others and their own family members, like she has been mean to them, and uh, that they will not follow her bad example, her bad heart and attitude and spirit, and uh, and they can be better than that because oftentimes you use parents to teach children. Positively and negatively, as you did in my case. <clears throat> the reason why I am, I have been this way, and never letting my wife uh, rule over me or dominate me or disrespect me is because my dad allowed that to happen with my mother. And uh, both my brother and I, my brother was a softer. Uh, 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 on it than I was but he was concerned about it too and we asked our father before he died why did you let your wife disrespect you like that and talk to you like that. Our mother and we love her too but she was wrong and uh, he told me Danny boy I, I just wanted to keep the peace that's all. I, I kept my mouth shut to keep the peace. And uh, we were much younger then, uh, and we were adults, but younger and so out of respect for him because he was the most loving man we ever met, loving us all to a fault. Uh, trying, to, He even tried to take responsibility for my sins and I had, that's the only time I had to Rebuke him and stop him because I was a grown man at that point and I said no dad I know I appreciate you Loving me that way wanting to take responsibility But uh, for my sins and I said no No, uh, no, I did that. That's not you And it brought tears to his eyes But that's what he told me and my brother that he kept silent to keep the peace. He was afraid that she was gonna leave him and take the children and all of that, because she had done that before. And so uh, I thank you, the Lord, that I never did that with Marika White, my wife, of 34 years. And you have blessed me for not hearkening to the voice of my wife. You have blessed me for being willing to lose my wife and children, my family, uh, if necessary, for standing for what your Holy Word says. I hearken to you always by your grace and not to her. And I pray that other men would do the same so that the church can be revived and rectified. And Holy Father God, I do pray that you would uh, give us all today sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And I pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil and the demons of hell, Lord, from us today, from these services and from your people all around the world. And uh, Lord, Save those who are lost here and out there. Revive those who are saved. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and help us to do the same by the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and shake. Amen. My coffee in public reminds me of reminds me of A Seinfeld episode, and if you have not watched a a Seinfeld episode in your life, uh, uh, I I do not want to know you, where uh, Seinfeld's sidekick, the beautiful young lady, I forget her name, She, Seinfeld had asked about a man that they both knew, and she said, I can't stand him. (coughs) Seinfeld said, what, why? Because we had to, uh, a meeting, and a meeting together, or something, where they were every day, had to be in the same place every day. she said she hated him because every time he took a sip of coffee, he said, ah, ah, <laughs> every time he took a sip of coffee. Anyway. <clears throat> You say, well, uh, Preacher, do you think your wife hates having these services because you talk about her not being saved and, and uh, not being a good wife, a good mother, a good woman? And number one, she's been doing this for 34 years before God even put me on these various platforms. And I resisted what all of my sweet evangelical not only my sweet evangelical watch it now my sweet Baptists brethren. This is so it is so disgusting how this has happened. And others who were already doing this. All of this putting uh, the wife on a pedestal. When she does not really deserve to be there, there's no that's that's nowhere in the Bible. Uh, The philosophy of happy wife, happy life is not in the Bible. In fact, God is trying to save you from what caused the curse on us in the first place, Adam. Hawking to his wife instead of hawking to God that's a very dangerous thing and it's played out over and over again in the church today and see this is why Jesus hates the demonic spirit of Jezebel God dealt with it in the Old Testament Jesus dealt with it in the New Testament go ahead and you keep on rolling you yeah, just passed it on to her I guess <coughs> and uh, men greater than myself are dealing with it very forthrightly. God touched their hearts. This is a problem. They've seen too many problems from, from it. Of appeasing the women in the church and putting down the men. And so I'm not going to stop dealing with the issue. Now, Back to the original point. Uh, No. That's not the reason why she hates these services. She hates these services because the devil puts that in her heart, her mind, soul, and spirit. She has no power to resist the devil and say no to the devil. And it's a big strain for her to do that. And that's a problem. For any of God's people who don't have... Who act like they don't have the power to say no to the devil. You've got to have that ability, that power from God, from Jesus. You and, and, and here's the next thing you want to do. Uh, maybe, you, you know, you, you're at fault for not loving her the way you should and so forth and so on. That's not it. See, I, I don't buy into those lies like you want me to. That's a design to shut men up about the real issues see and uh i'm not going to do that i don't i've never bought that never bought into it i never wanted to be around preachers who bought into that uh, god god literally told me to stay away from certain preachers don't uh, these are preachers who could, could have helped me tremendously and given me even greater platforms and so forth i said no god I mean god said no to me don't do that i want you to be in a position where you can rebuke whoever And deal with whatever the issue is. Don't get on anybody's side about nothing. And uh, no, what my wife needs to do is humble herself, get saved, repent of her sins, change uh, by the grace of God, and start walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And I do believe also. Now, my marriage has been great on my side of the fence. I've enjoyed every minute of my married life because of Jesus, and uh, and uh, I've never even thought about getting a divorce from her. I was tempted a couple of times, but uh, other than that, not in a serious way, uh, and that's only because of Jesus Christ living inside of me, and not me, because I would have done that a long time ago. <clears throat> Pardon me and so uh, There's something to say about all of that and here. We are still together and uh, And uh, she's free to go anytime she wants uh, But uh, God has chastised her too and uh, uh, once God chastises you, uh, I mean God has dealt with her, let me put it that way, and, uh, and uh, uh, she, she understands that God does not play. Uh, but be that as in May, my beloved, uh, let's read the word of God. And you don't worry about us, you worry about yourself. You divorced one, okay? Are you divorced? Is your marriage shot to hell? Are you still together but you don't say anything to each other? You don't have sex? You're horny as all get out? If you must know, with all of what I prayed today and said today, if you must know, uh, my wife and I have had sex within the last 24 hours. How about you? Hmm? How are you doing? So don't worry about us. You need to worry about yourself. For see, let me just say this to you. I really have nothing to do with how I pray like that in the morning. I never have had the intention to do that. There are times, many times, when I I never had the intention to preach on certain things. But something happens with God and myself when I get behind the sacred desk. I I can tell you honestly, straightforward, I have no bitterness in my heart because of Jesus, because I'm dead. I know you don't understand the dead thing, but I, I and I don't have time to explain it. <laughs> if you don't understand it from God's standpoint, I can't help you. I have no business in my, in my heart. I have fun with my wife. I do whatever I need to do and want to do with her. <clears throat> now, here you are. You haven't had sex with your wife in three months. Okay, and, and by the way, I'm 61 years old. and If you're not having sex two or three times a week, Even at that age, there's something wrong somewhere naturally, naturally, without pills. And my point to you is this. Hear me well on this now. Because this praying like this and talking like this has been going on for weeks. What is behind it? I can tell you honestly, and I don't use God's name lightly. I don't mess with God's name. I don't play with God. God is the one leading me to pray like this for some reason. God is the one leading me to say what I have to say. uh, what, What I need to say here about that. I held back on that for many, many years. Never saw the need to do that. But for some reason, God is the one... Having me to pray the way I'm praying. For some reason, maybe she's going to die soon and go to hell. I don't know what it is. I do know he does not like what she does when it comes down to these services. (coughs) And trying to hinder these services. Uh, Something else, too. I know... That there are thousands of other preachers and pastors and people and men who are trying to serve the Lord, who are dealing with the same situation. See, like all hell breaks loose if they're not even a preacher when it's time to go to church, or when it's time to pray, or when it's time to have church at home with the preacher preaching on the. There's some some mess going on. She got to do something else. And there are thousands. Of, I know that I know this to be the case, people. And you wives out there, just thank God I'm not your husband. Okay? Because I thank God you're not my wife because I wouldn't put up with that foolishness. We're going to stop this, whatever this is. Okay? So I can say to you, honestly, I, I do not plan to do that. But God has given me the liberty to do that for a reason. And it's not just for my wife and for my family. It's for the wives of many other people out there who got lost in the demonic chaos and foolishness of the prosperity gospel and sweet evangelicalism. The 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 sweet, charismatic people who can bring up some things and create some things but it's the sweet evangelicals who can solidify it because they have the education to do so and make it permanent which is which is just as dangerous my Pharisee brethren and my Sadducees <laughs> my Sadducee brethren don't you get mad at me don't get mad at me I wasn't thinking about doing this just for some reason God put it on my heart. I saw a little something that Mr. Stetzer did the other day. Mr. Stetzer is a man who I have great respect for and many people have great respect for because he did what needed to be done as far as starting churches. He does not only have the education but he did he started several churches uh, that I hope are still going on. I, I have. I, I would. There's no reason why I would not think that. Uh, he was a leader at Christian Christianity today. Uh, a big time leader, regarding Billy Graham's legacy. Uh and now the leader of church leaders and I want to say publicly to him I know Andy Stanley may be your friend and I know that you're the church growth guru and uh, have helped people with that and I thank God for you because uh, you have allowed us to use your expertise uh, for years on B, C, and N, one But you need to understand, Mr. Stetzer, that God is trying to rid the church and this country of the demonic spirit of homosexuality that so-called church leaders have allowed in the church and is Stanley being the chief among them and to the point of saying that the Old Testament ought to be uh, uh, disconnected from the New Testament and the life of Jesus Christ. Which, Mr. Stetzer, you know, is heresy from hell. <clears throat> Go ahead and call him and email him. He, and, and let them know how I'm saying it to them. I'm saying it right now. <clears throat> you know that. We all believe you know that because we all love you, and we thank God for you. and we want the best for you. We want you to continue on to, uh, 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 in being the strong leader that you are a respected individual. You're going to lose your respect. If you side with Andy Stanley. Now if you want to be his friend. And try to help him correct ship. Fine. But you cannot be endorsing his book. You cannot be trying to ease. The demonic spirit. And sin of homosexuality. uh, Through the church leaders. Magazine which is. Granted, one of the largest Christian publications in the world, I believe is bigger than the Christian Post, I believe is bigger than uh, Christianity Today for sure, is bigger than Black Christian News, and you have some good stuff on there, Uh, but... Because God loves you, God uh, appreciates you, and we love you, and we appreciate you. You need, to, you need to get as far away from Andy Stanley as you possibly can and get away and inside with Bible-believing Christians that there's no room, there's no place, my brother, in the church for homosexuals who are living a homosexual life and by the way as I said the other day my beloved brother and I believe that you're going to correct ship I would be shocked if you didn't but as I said the other day you know why Hillsong failed? And by the way, brother Stessa, you have to say it. You have to agree with me. The man had a vision—an apostle Paul type vision. Man, it was big time. But you know where they failed? at? you remember that, Mister Stessa? Do you remember where they truly failed? It was not. It was not Carl Lentz and him committing adultery. That—that that, that was a sign. That was a of a deeper problem, not because Brian Houston wandered into, so-called wandered into a woman's hotel room. He was drunk and on meds. Come on, come on. First of all, let me just say this. That's a lie. He went into that woman's room and stayed there a while and they probably had sex together. Uh, uh, That's another lie. Uh, and uh, uh, he went in there on purpose with his eyes wide open. You know that, brother, and I know that. People do not resign for nothing. But I digress. Mr. Stetzer, heel song fell down so hard to the point of having a documentary about their fall? What? Mr. Stetzer, I doubt if you've ever seen anything like that before. I haven't. I would imagine we're around the same age. But you haven't seen that. You haven't seen that before. You know why God caused them to fall down like that? Flat on their faces? A church that I believe had one of the greatest visions in the in the history of the church. I believe Brian Houston had a vision from God, and he was implementing it. But Lynch allowed homosexual members in the church, and homosexual people leading. The praise team and the choir and the singing and all of that. And he remained as a member, as a coach, singing coach or whatever that is. I didn't know that was even. I never even heard of that before. But anyway. They were not firm. Brian Houston was mixed up on it. Kind of like you right now. Uh... Andy Stanley is hook, line, and sinker. You're not hook, line, and sinker now. But you're being influenced by hook, line, and sinker negros. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I call all people white, black, red, and yellow Negroes or something else when they act stupid. Don't let that rattle you. Let's stay on point. That's why Hillsong fell, because they allowed homosexuality in God's church, and uh, then when you flip and say, oh you can't be members, or you can't, you can't be leaders of the choir, there's no human being, there are no human beings on earth more vindictive than homosexual. It's a demonic spirit from hell, uh, Mr. Stetzer my brother and you are a big time leader that's what you all you all call yourselves now leaders church leaders should be church servants or church ministers and you might want to change that name um, but you probably won't but you are a big time church leader over church leaders that influences uh, thousands of pastors who are not as strong as you are you know that that's why you guys are constantly every week putting articles up to coddle pastors and they don't need coddling they need rebuke and God put you in that position because God has put in people's hearts to respect you and to respect what you say and you're going astray and God will bring you down too. God is no respecter of persons. And you know better. So does Russell Moore, a man that I respect and love. Not only because he's a Christian man, he is a man like you that I'm not worried about. I, I can use you. I can use you in my publications because I'm not concerned about you messing up with somebody's wife because you're saved. And because you were raised, saved as a Christian, see, it's this there's a difference now. See, I might mess up because I was not raised the way you guys were raised. Thank God I'm not messing up now. But I don't expect you to mess up. I don't expect Russell Moore to mess up. I don't. I don't expect Tony Evans to mess up. I, I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about you. And it's good to have people in the church you're not worried about. See, Brian Houston messed up. Carl Lentz, very talented, very gifted, very charismatic, messed up, messed up everything. I'm not worried about Charles Stanley, but I am worried about Andy Stanley, who's not even called to preach now. And you know, Brother Stetson, that a preacher must be called. And and you know you need to be watching Grier as well. I love Grier. You need to watch him. Don't let him mess up church leaders. We need you. And we need church leaders or church servants or church ministers. <laughs> God bless you, my brother. Go ahead on and do the right thing for the good. For the glory of God, for the glory and lifting up of Jesus Christ, and for the good of the church. I know you love the church <clears throat> probably more than most people. That's why I'm telling you this. Uh, you have influence with pastors. Uh, uh, as you know, I, I really don't even want to meet with pastors at all. I, I, I just tell them what what God tells me to tell them, and I'm due. But you love... The church and you love you have a love for pastors because you are ha- you are a pastor at heart and i want you to stay in that position of great authority to guide pastors in the right way and i want to thank you for some change that you made to church leaders already but i know that the devilish andy stanley is trying to convince you to move the church in another way and it's going to be listen to me has already rattled the Southern Baptist Convention. What Andy Stanley has done, who's not even, I don't know if he's a Southern Baptist or not. Is he? You can tell me, I don't He's an outsider as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> uh, but Brother Stessa, I do still believe that the Southern Baptist is the organization that can rally all of the other Christian organizations and get us to the point of revival and millions of souls being saved if it turns around from this Andy Stanley, Greer, Litton, demonic foolishness that they did in deceiving pastors and getting pastors to preach Andy Stanley sermons to promote homosexuality, talking stupid that God whispers at sexual sin. Have you lost, have they lost their righteous minds? Come on, Stessa. You know better than this. I don't care how much you like Andy Stanley and what he's done with church growth and you want him to stand. He's going to fall too, totally. And he's fallen a lot already because he's hell bent on making the Southern Baptist Convention a homosexual loving convention the devil is a lie again I, I was not planning to say that so let's move on first kings chapter 5 verses 11 through 18. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord. At 1 Kings chapter 5 verses 11 through 18. And Solomon gave Hiram 20,000 measures of wheat for food to his household and 20 measures of pure oil, thus gave Solomon to Hiram year by year. You two switch. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom as he promised him. And there was peace between Hiram and Solomon, and they too made a league together. And King Solomon raised a levy out of all Israel, and the levy was 30,000 men. And the Lord gave Solomon wisdom, pardon me, and he sent them to Lebanon ten thousand a month by courses. A month they were in Lebanon and two months at home. And Adoniram was over the levy. And Solomon had three score and ten thousand that bear burdens and four score thousand hewers in the mountains beside the chief of Solomon's officers which were over the work. Three thousand and three hundred which ruled over the people that wrought in the work. And the king commanded and they brought great stones costly stones, and hewed stones to lay the foundation of the house. And Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders did hew them, and the stone squarers, so they prepared timber and stones to build the house. Shall we pray? Holy Father, God in heaven, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ today. I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for giving me to say everything that you have had me to pray and say today. And I thank you now for what you have said. And Lord, even with a passage like this, talking about the building of the temple, and the arrangements that were made by the wise, Solomon, who you made wise, I felt like preaching. So, Holy Father God, help me to restrain myself and focus on what you want me to do here now. And I pray that you would help us to humble ourselves and pray for your wisdom to deal with day-to-day things. Holy Father God, I pause right now. And I ask you to give me and everybody here and everybody under the sound of my voice wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and insight to do your work and will in your way until you come and help us all to keep looking for you, the upper taker, and not the undertaker. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third. President of Gospel Light Society International with the scripture and the sense podcast episode number 960 where I read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source such as the Bible knowledge commentary and or the Matthew Henry commentary or some other reputable commentary or study Bible. Uh, Beloved, this podcast is based upon the word of God at Nehemiah chapter eight, verse eight, where it says Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and caused them to understand the reading. The aim of this podcast, therefore, is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is by humble prayer that the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ would be revived and come back from their backslidden condition, and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and saved from the burning hell to come for everybody, who does not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who said the most loving, most wonderful, and most important words in the history of the world, when Jesus Christ, who preached the gospel first and best, and who is the gospel, who brought the gospel, said, in John 3:16, "For God so loved the world." That he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, dear friend, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do what Jesus Christ told you in this powerful verse. Believe in him. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now let me tell you why you should believe in him. First of all, you need to accept the fact that you are a sinner, and that you have broken God's law. For the Bible says, in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have all failed God. We, all, we have all sinned against God. We all have fallen short, no matter how beautiful you are, no matter how much talent you have, no matter whether you're a Hollywood star, no matter how educated you are, Or religious you are. You are a sinner. I am a sinner. The Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen, as nice as he is, is a sinner. And he would tell you that with a smile. We're all sinners. You say, preacher, uh, what do you mean sin? Well, have you ever told a lie? God... Made it very clear all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. Have you ever stolen anything from your spouse, from your parents, from somebody in your family, you stole their cake out of the refrigerator? If you did not get permission, you have stolen it. There's no such thing as because we're family, I can steal for you from you. Jesus even dealt with that. There's no such thing. That's, that's an American-made idea. Have you lusted after something, somebody or something in your heart? Have you ever disrespected, dishonored, and disobeyed and became a Judas towards your own parents? Isn't it amazing that uh, how some children, young adults can hate their parents after their parents have done everything for them to help them and despise them, lie on them? Dishonored your parents. Have you ever done that? Disrespected your parents? Have you ever... Dishonored God by taking his name in vain. You have sinned against God. That's five of God's Ten Commandments that you have broken. You want me to go further? How about adultery, having sex outside of marriage? Second, accept the fact, dear friend, that there is a penalty for sin. The Holy Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. It was true some 2,000 years ago when Paul, by the power of the Holy Spirit, wrote it, and it's true today. The wages of sin is death. One of the reasons why we continue to have this service this way is because God wants me to preach the gospel every day because people are dying and going to hell. Sometimes he wants me to take a break to get some rest, but uh, he wants me to continue to preach the gospel on a daily basis. and And to also try to help Christians get through this thing called life under the plague. Now, God wants you to know, my dear friend, and if you have family members who are dying of the coronavirus plague, you have family members uh, heaped up on the border of Ukraine, who have escaped Ukraine. Get them on the phone, text them this link uh, do whatever you need to do to get a hold of them because there's no telling what's going to happen. And uh, they may die. And you do not want them to die and go to hell. You do not want them to die and go to hell even though they're religious and in the church and members of the church. For sure. And God wants you to know that if he will allow you to die because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell because of your sins and for rejecting his son, Jesus Christ. And the main reason why people reject Jesus Christ and don't want to get saved is because they love darkness more than they love light. That's what Jesus Christ said. That means that you love your sin your pride, your stubbornness, your rebelliousness, your meanness, your hatred—do you know there are people who they love being mean? They think they're hurting other people by being mean when they really make themselves look stupid. People love their sin, whatever it is—fornication, adultery—they love it. Partying and and rioting and uh, jam jam boogie boogie instead instead of following the Lord and praising Him. Understand that God is very serious about what He said. You, He will allow you to die because of your sin, because you die, not because of the coronavirus, not because of a car crash, not because of cardiac arrest. You die because of carnality. You die because of sin. And if you die in your sin, you will go to hell to spend eternity. That leads me to my third point. Accept the fact, dear friend, that you are on the road to hell right now. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43-48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. But Jesus Christ was not done in this sermon. He said, where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Now he doubled down on this three times. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter heart into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. But Jesus was not done in the sermon. He said, If thine eye offend thee, pluck it out, gouge it out, you can't stop looking at pornography. You can't stop lusting after the butts of women. You cannot stop lusting after scintillating things in this world. Plug it out! It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes. To be cast into hell fire, where the worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place, and then the Bible tells you even some people who are definitely going to hell. Revelation twenty-one eight. Revelation twenty-one eight. The book that we were that we were scared of back in back in the day. Even the pastors were scared of it. They didn't even preach from it. But the Bible says here about the fearful. People more concerned about what other people think about their salvation and being saved and unbelieving. The so-called atheists and agnostics. And the abominable. These are they who sin beyond the pale. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to say it. They commit abominations that God told them not to commit in his word. I said God told people not to do this. Way back yonder, you know that the Bible is inspired because uh, uh, God told people what not to do, even though many people have not done it yet. Some of these things have not even entered into the mind of some people in doing Such as a man lusting after and desiring and trying to have sex with a man. A woman lusting after a woman and trying to have sex with a woman. People, have you lost your righteous minds? These are abominations, so therefore the people are abominable in God's sight. Whether you like it or not, you say, preacher, that's just not uh, uh, politically correct, I know. Men lusting after little babies. They're so sick in the head, they lust after children and try to get children and rape children and kill children. Child molesters, pedophiles. And sad to say, we have many in the church, so-called priests. You want to know why there's an explosion of homosexuality in the world? Because of the Catholic Church and sad to say, the Protestant Church. Here you are supposed to be a servant of God and you're raping a little boy at the altar. Raping a little girl. Women, nuns. Raping girls with crucifixes. May God forbid. God forbid. And people who have been raped like that as children, they will never be the same. That's why you have this explosion of homosexuality and lesbianism, because people in the church have defiled little children and messed them up for life. A church in this country, I think up in I think up in Boston, just gave almost what, a billion dollars? Because they rape so many children? These are abominable acts because these people I mean these people are committing abominations because they are abominable in God's sight. I didn't call them abominable. Then you have people who are in families committing incest. Which is something you should never think of doing. That should even be in your mind. Men lusting after their daughters. Same, same for adopted daughters or uh, 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 foster care da- daughters. You can't be saying uh, you can't be saying in your mind, "Well, they're not mine," so I could I could do that. No, you can't do that. You are in the position of a parent. And I hope they put you under the jail if you're trying to do that. If that's the reason why you're getting foster children and adopting children. The devil is a lie. That should not even be in your mind. Mothers lusting after their sons and trying to have sex with their sons. Brothers lusting after their own sisters and trying to have sex with their sisters. Sisters lusting after their own brothers that should never even enter into your mind. In fact, you ought to be disgusted quite frankly with a family member in that way. I mean you are not to, you ought to be disgusted with them. They, 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 in fact they look ugly to you because they are your family. That's how that works. That should should never enter into your mind. Abomin- abominations. Makes people abominable in God's sight. Then we have a group of people who. Are so sick in the head they lust after animals. And try to get love and romance and sex with animals. You say preacher you ought not to mention this. The Bible mentions it. And it's going on. People have lost their minds. And if you're doing it you're wrong. We got a whole lot of folk today. Cuddling up with a dog at night instead of a human being, you have lost your mind. And the dog knows you're wrong. The, 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 the dog knows that you're wrong. The dog looking at you like you're crazy. Get off of me like that. Abominable. These are people who are going to hell. They have taken things beyond the pale. They're sinning beyond the pale to the point where other human beings who are sinners too. I discussed it with them in the thought of what they did and they want them underneath the doggone jail. So you're going to hell and we need more pastors. Bless your hearts, pastors and preachers to tell these homosexuals coming in your church holding hands talking about they married and all that. Y'all are both going to hell. You need to get saved. You want to get saved? You probably won't see them again. Both of you are going to hell and you need to get saved. Yes, homosexuality is a sin. It is beyond a sin. It is an abomination in God's sight because it is a direct attack against what God created. And murderers, people who kill other people, you're going to hell too. And whoremongers, the heterosexual sinners. Males are referred to as whoremongers. Females are referred to as whores. All y'all going to hell too. If you're living that lifestyle. Male prostitutes. Female prostitutes. And sorcerers. People who practice voodoo and witchcraft. The women. The old on the corner with the Cadillac out in the yard. Or the Mercedes. Who says she can read your palm. God made your palm. How how can the devil read your palm? Looking into a crystal ball. Telling you your future. Some of you Christians live by horoscopes. And that's exactly what it is. A horoscope. God does not want you doing that. You're trying to circumvent God. God's not going to let you do that. Hormunders. Murderers, sorcerers, idolaters, people who put anything anybody before God. So you love some things and some people more than you love God. Go around singing to, I worship the ground you walk on, man, get out of here. And then he ends it with this and all liars, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Which is the second death. So my dear friend. Jesus' sermon. And uh, what we have here in the book of Revelation is bad news. That's bad news. You're going to forget the pleasure of your sin within one second. Once you make your splash in the lake of fire. Uh, you're going to see for real it wasn't worth it. So hell is bad news. The lake of fire is bad news. But I do have some good news for you. And this is a lesson to all pastors and preachers. Jesus Christ preached the bad news, and he preached the good news. People must understand the bad news before they can appreciate the good news. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world. Does that mean more to you now than before you heard about hell and the lake of fire and the fire in hell? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Why should you believe in Jesus Christ, as he said? Because Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He was born of the Virgin Mary, meaning no man had sex with Mary before Jesus Christ was born. He was born of God. He is the Son of God. He has holy and pure and righteous blood flowing through his veins, and he never sinned in word, thought, or deed. And yet, he became the sacrificial Passover lamb of God for the entire world. He suffered, he bled, and he died for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day to save us from hell and the lake of fire. And so all you have to do is believe in him trust in him he suffered bled and died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose from the dead by the power of god all you need to do is pray and ask him to come into your heart to save your soul today and he will for romans 10 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Like most things, God basically assumes you understand this, okay? God does not try to prove that he created the universe. He he assumes that you believe that, that you accept that. Uh, And and God is like that throughout the scriptures. He assumes that you understand some things. He assumes that you know you're a sinner. He assumes that you know you can't go to heaven without believing in Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead. He assumed that if you don't do that You're going to go to hell You can't go to heaven There's no other place for you But hell This is not This is not a big Deal In, in, in God's sight he, he, he assumed that you Understand that Probably because of the way He wired you To understand that there are, consci- there, there, are, there are Consequences for your sin You have a conscience That tells you that you're wrong And so dear friend If you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, call on his name, pray and ask him to save you, he will save you. Let's do that right now if you want to be saved. It's up to you. God won't make you and I can't make you. God respects that you are a free moral agent. King Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, understood that theology. Because he told you throughout the book of Ecclesiastes. You can do what you please. Just understand. You're going to be brought in judgment by God. That's that's all. Okay. So I mean. You're free to do what you want. But just understand. That you're going to be brought in judgment. About everything you do. By God Almighty. Okay. So God is not going to make you. I can't make you. It's up to you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and to believe the gospel and be saved today and call on his name and be saved today. So follow me in prayer as you believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner, and that I have sinned grievously and repeatedly in your sight, down through the years, committing not only the sins that the preacher talked about from your word, but many other sins as well, as you know. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul, and please forgive me of all of my sins, as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins was buried and rose on the third day, on Easter Sunday morning. Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I believe that you suffered, you bled, and you died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart, and into my spirit, and please save my soul today in a very real sense. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, and help me to truly repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and help me to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your holy name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior for more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. This book will tell you the next several things you need to do as a new Christian in Christ and get you on your way, on your journey with the Lord. Jesus Christ said in John 10, 9, this is the verse the book was written on, I am the door. By me, of any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. And dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ today, wherever you are in the world, in Russia, in Ukraine, in Moldova, in Poland, in Kenya, in Nigeria, in South Africa in Zambia, uh, in Paris, in London, in Shanghai, China, in Manila, Philippines, or Lakalota, Philippines, the place I preached in, wherever you might be. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, please email us today. You may email us at DW3. This is my personal email. GospelightSociety.com At GospelightSociety.com You may have another email on your platform. Send it there. And let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. To help you to grow in the faith. If you have a prayer request. Please email that to us as well. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, beloved, we're going to resume our service at the point of the scripture and the sense and continue from there. Today, beloved, we are reading Malachi chapter 2 verses 7 and 9. For those of you who just got saved, this is your first Bible study. Let's pray. Holy Father, God, open our understanding. Grant us your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit, and help us to understand your Holy Word and to comprehend it. Give us your wisdom from your Holy Word and more. And, uh, Lord, uh, give us the wisdom of Solomon or close to it. From the power of your Holy Word and your Holy Spirit, And help us uh, to live our lives for your glory, your praise, and for your honor, and for others. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. And for his sake, amen. Malachi chapter 2, verses 7 through 9. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge. And they should seek the law at his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But ye are departed out of the way. Ye have caused many to stumble at the law. Ye have corrupted the covenant of Levi, saith the Lord of hosts. Therefore have I also made you contemptible and base before all of the people according as ye have not kept my ways but have been partial in the law my 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 ladies and gentlemen i just read in your hearing malachi chapter 2 verses 7-9 through 9. now here is the sense of it here is the understanding of it With the help of the Holy Ghost and the help of the BKC, the word instruction is Torah, also the word for law. The priests were to teach the law. As teachers, each priest was to be a messenger. However, since they were not giving true instruction They were rebuked by the prophet, whose very name, ironically, means, my messenger. Their teaching caused many to stumble, because they themselves had turned from the way, that is, the way of obeying the law themselves, as we have so many pastors uh, doing today, and some are ready to quit, over half of them are ready to quit saying that defiled sacrifices were accepted, violated God's covenant with Levi. So the priests were despised and humiliated before all the people. This actually was a light sentence for their penalty, it should have been death, according to Numbers chapter 18, verse 32. Holy Father, God, we praise you and thank you for this timely passage. You're hitting us right where we live, as always. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we go to the family segment, or the family verses. Found in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. Today we start three days in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4. God has spoken to the wife, God has spoken to the husband, God has spoken to the husband and the wife in a very unique verse 533 I believe it is and God has spoken to the children now he's speaking to the parents especially the fathers and The fact that uh, he emphasizes the fathers ought to say a lot to you fathers out there today. First of all, you cannot pass the buck and uh, go the American way where the mama is in control of the family. See, this is one of the reasons why the family is messed up because you even have... Abdicated your throne as the king of the family, and so, and the wife, and made the wife over you and over the family. And uh, the church has recognized that as well in the American system. And as I have told you, my beloved, the American way is not God's way. And you know, I'm telling the truth the American way is not God's way. By the way, the American system cannot stand, especially for all races, but especially in the black community. The American system, the American way, cannot stand a wife who, ha- who does not have the power over the family. It's not, uh, the American way is not equipped to handle that. They want to deal with that wife. So they can deal you know, deal with their wife and switch her any kind of way they want her to go. But the truth of the matter is, uh, the man is the head of not only the wife, but the children. And many men, may I say to you men, I love you, I'm trying to help you. You have abdicated your throne and your authority. And the church recognizes it. And the government recognizes it. They don't even want to deal with you. They assume that the wife controls things. Because they know there's a Jezebel spirit in most women today who rule and reign over Ahab. Don't tell me. Don't try to convince me, otherwise I know that's the case. Most people don't even think about dealing with the husband and the father. Have you noticed in this story recently, out of New York, sad story, Woman, beautiful woman, uh, married to her husband, they have two beautiful children, $2 million house, evidently they hired a handyman to fix things at the house. While the husband, evidently he travels quite a bit. While the husband was gone, handyman came over and did some handy work with the wife as well. Not only the house, but did some, some handy uh, man work with the wife, the woman. And see, once you start, once you get into that, once you start that, that's a fire that does not, it's going to turn into a uh, forest fire. Once you see that, that's the problem with sin. That's why we always say sin will take you uh, further than you wanted to go, keep you longer than you wanted to stay, and make you pay more than you wanted to pay. This woman paid with her life. Brutal killing, uh, brutal murder. See, and this is this happens every day across America. Silly-minded women get caught up with the handyman or the gardener or the. Man who cuts their grass and the husband is gone and husband foolishly trusts people and trusts her. But have you noticed in the in the reports, every time we changed it, every time they said this mother of children. They never mentioned the husband. You know why? Is that way? Because In general, people in America don't respect the husband or the father. He is supposed to be so toxic and and mean and evil. When that husband is the best thing that ever happened to her in her life, to have a husband to provide you a $2 million house, two beautiful children, let you work and so forth and do what you want to do, and you do this against God, you know why she got killed? We know now. Because she was trying to break it off. But see, it's a forest fire now. You just can't break off a forest fire. And what you need to be careful with doing, men and women, is don't... St- if you, listen, if you don't want any mess, don't start mess. Okay? But but you got my point about how they don't even mention the husband. They don't mention that she's a wife. They only mention that she's a mother. You know why? Because we don't want women to be seen in a negative light. She's a victim. See? No, no, no. She's not a victim. She's a victim of her own choosing. She's a victim of the evil that she did. And this fire that she got burning in this man... She might, she might have wanted to put it out, but he was not hearing it. And he basically snapped and said, if I can't have you, nobody will. But, but notice how the American system works. No mention of the husband. No mention that she was a wife and she was, she was married. They were not divorced. Oh, but the, she was a mother. We want you to feel sorry for her because she's a Mother. She committed adultery, and she started for two years, I think it was over two years, and she started something she could not finish, and she's to blame for this situation. Not just the killer, he's the to blame too. I know you don't like it, you sweet Americans, but that's the way it is. Then there's a pastor's wife who said um, who was sentenced uh, she's going to be sentenced for life or something for contributing to the death of her husband by telling her lover, not her fellow adulterer but her lover to kill her husband. And then the sir blames it on the husband because the, the husband uh, uh, called her a name uh, I believe a frigid bitch and, and, and all of a sudden he is the one who invited uh, the black man they were white into the marriage and family to have sex with her. So uh, they're going to get together and kill the husband who invited the man into the relationship. Don't believe everything you read, people. They're always trying to make the husband and the father look bad. And uh, they're the ones guilty. That's the American way. And sadly, it has seeped into the church. The man is always wrong. The wife is always right. The man is a devil. The woman, the wife is an angel. She is a mother of Children. I was so glad, I'm so glad for, uh, uh, I forget her name, she's all over the place now, she's making millions, and not even playing tennis, I forget her name. Uh, I got so tickled and so disappointed in her, I remember one time when she first had a baby she thought that, I mean everybody was thinking and she thought too that it was just some big deal that she had a baby. I forget her name, somebody help me out. What's her name back there in the back? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Back there in the back over here. What's her name? Say what now? What's her name? Say it again. Who? What's her last name? Who? Williams. What's her first name? Say it again. What is she saying? I can't hear her. What's her name? Serena. Okay. Y'all might recall this, and I, 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 in an article, I actually stopped doing it. Evidently, she obeyed. She stopped it. She was playing a game, a a tennis game, with somebody, and she got mad about a call, and she ran up to the referee and said, "I had a baby." I said, what is, I said, what does that have to do? <laughs> and there was so much surrounding uh, that other people say, oh, she had a baby. Oh, she had a baby. Like she did something big. You didn't do anything great. by having a baby, that's what you're supposed to do. But that's, that's the American way. That's the American system. And it has seeped into the church. Women get uh, rewards and, and applause for having a baby. That's what you're supposed to do. And I'm so glad she stopped it. And she she got mad at the referee. Listen, I just had a baby. I had a baby. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's crazy. But anyway, fathers, you're the head of the household. Not just over your wife, but over your children. Stop abdicating your throne, sir. And letting your wife rule over you. Because you don't want to do it giving her that power and, and, she, and, and, and she'll get you to the point where you have no power over the children at all if you let her do that. You can't say anything. And that's what America's used to. Mama running everything. That's who they want to deal with. The pastor, pastor's wife, government officials, school officials, or everybody want to deal with Mama. Until mama mama bad turns into a bad they don't want to do mama anymore and then you gotta go down there and save your wife from killing somebody. Tell you're gonna cut somebody out and give them peace of your mind, all that. That's all you have is a peace of your mind. A peace of mind. When in reality you need peace of mind. P-A-C-E. Anyway, verse four and ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath. But bring them up in the nature and admonition of the Lord. Now, you really have to be a bad father to provoke your children to wrath. and Keep picking and, and not being consistent and being a, showing favoritism to other children. I mean, you've got to do some things to provoke your child to wrath. Because uh, deep down, children, I, I believe, love their fathers more than they love their mothers. Naturally. That's what I believe. That's what's been the case in my family. Uh, But they've had a mean mother so that might have something to do with it. Uh, As soon, and my wife knows this, the children know it, they know of it now because I told my wife about this down through the years. God blessed us with seven children. I told my wife she was going to nurse all of the children. We never gave our children a bottle. I guess we had a uh, and when they're little, we give them some apple juice or something like that. I guess we use a bottle for that, but uh, I don't remember uh, many bottles in our household, because she nursed all seven children, and uh, and one of the benefits for the for me, she nursed me as well. If you know what I mean, but anyway. The, uh, as soon as she weaned, as soon as the children were weaned off her, they came running to me. They never went back to her. Let me tell you something, parents. Children are not stupid, like you think. You cannot fool children. They know the parent who loves them. And and, 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 and and there's no comparison between children and dogs But even a dog knows that The dog knows who loves her And who doesn't I can't explain that to you as a God thing But I'm here to tell you As soon as they were through weaning And they didn't need her uh, breast milk anymore They came running to me And they have never gone back And we had many fun times together, and I give God the glory, praise, and honor for that. They're all grown now. And uh, I've asked my wife, I said, now you would not have treated your children that way if you knew they would be all grown now and educated and out there doing big things and uh, sending money back. My, da- my daughter, Danny, Daniel, my son, Daniel, and my daughter need to send money uh, to help me in the ministry. You never thought those little children would grow up and be that, do that, and then do major things in the ministry that are still, uh, still, going on today. The publication that you see, some of you are watching on B C N one right now. Uh, my children helped build that. They did most of the work, the physical work. It was my vision. And uh, But they built it, and it's solid today. One of the reasons why I hesitate on selling it uh, uh, is because of what they did to make it so great and the number one black Christian publication in the world. I just don't have the energy and the strength to, to deal with all of the details that you've got to deal with decisions that they have to make, they, they still work it. they still do it. But anyway, fathers, you are the head of not only your wife but your children. And uh, we will deal with this more tomorrow. You need to deal with them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. That means you lovingly nurture them, encourage them, and tell them I love you, and hug them, and uh, pat them on the back when they do well. Pat them on the butt when they do wrong. That's the admonition part. And God expects you to do what he told you to do. Ask Shaq Shaq will tell you in a heartbeat and has told millions that the reason why he's lived such a successful life and a good life is because of his mean drill sergeant father, who was not even his father, but loved him like a son and whipped his butt. And, 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 and Shaq, big old Shaq, I know he was 10 times bigger than his father. Big old Shaq would lean back and tell you, yes, I was touched up. That's the word that they used today. I was touched up. I got to look it up. I got to go to the Urban Dictionary find out what that means. It has something to do with getting your butt whipped or slapped upside your head. He mentioned that. Okay, so folks, uh, let's pray for other families. Families that don't know Jesus Christ as Savior and those who do and pray for And let's pray for some other people and close out Holy Father God we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ help fathers to rise up and Be the head of their households over their wives and over their children help them to understand It is a birthright as well as a spiritual birthright And help them to do it your way and not their way and not their wife's way Uh, and help them to avoid the foolishness of the wife saying well I'm gonna let you lead and all of that she she can't let you let the man lead Uh, he must lead and she must follow and humble herself and submit and help her to do that and Holy Father God we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, and for the comfort of the grieving around the world from the coronavirus plague and from the war and other situations going on around the world. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ who claim to be Christians. Uh, Lord, we pray that you would save many who do that. Uh, For this is the reason why you have me saying it that way. And then, Lord, I pray that you'll have mercy and grace upon those of us who name the name of Christ and forgive us of our wicked sins of uh, disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. And Holy Father God, forgive us, uh, Lord, help us to humble ourselves and to pray uh, and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And then, Holy Father God, we pray for all government ministers. Uh, Lord, uh, from the President of the United States all the way around the world to Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the salvation of all of these ministers of government. And Lord, we pray that you will revive those who are saved, cast the devil and the demons of hell out of the lives of the people in government. We pray, Lord, for all of the people who, all of your Christian people who are being persecuted for their faith, (coughs) not only in China, Lord, not only in Nigeria, but in America as well and around the world. Comfort them, protect them, deliver them, and bless them. Grant them your grace for their trying hours and for their dying hours as well if that be your will. And then, Lord, we pray for all of the uh, people that we have by name here. Uh, As we prayed for millions, we pray, Lord, for a few by name, as we have always done in this service. Uh, Now praying over uh, thousands and praying for thousands by name for over 700 plus services, standing between the living and the dead services. I thank you, Lord, for my daughter, Daniqua, getting the names of these people so that, for when we started this service, Lord, the president that we had at the time acted like uh, they did not exist. And it was the strangest thing to me because we don't do that in America. And Lord, so therefore, we pray for the family and friends of Texas musician, <coughs> Earl Blair. Pardon me. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of New Jersey musician, Orlando Statton. We pray for the family and friends of New Jersey healthcare worker, John Co. Francesco. We pray for the family and friends of New Jersey chef, Floyd Codos. We pray for the family and friends of New Jersey musician, Adam Schlesinger, and now Lord, we pray for, we pray that you would comfort those people and draw them to yourself for salvation. And now Lord, we pray for some prayer requests, we don't, we won't dare forget all of the thousands we prayed for down through the years, and so Lord, we thank you for hearing and answering our prayers together. Our prayers for them and their prayers for themselves. And I thank you for giving us the strength, the energy, and the grace, and the power of your Holy Spirit to pray, Lord, uh, for them. And to pray for them repeatedly regarding their specific needs as we do these people that we want to pray for today. And we pray for the salvation, spiritual, family life, financial, material, protection, and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them and upon us as well. And, Lord, we thank you for the thousands of prayers that have been answered by you. Based upon your holy word, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Ask, and ye shall receive. Seeking, ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. prayed in faith believing. And now Lord we pray for some new prayer requests. We pray for Alfonso. Please heal him from pain in his left hand, left leg, and all cervical pain. And Holy Father God we pray for Pastor Buscebe. Uh, Thank you that uh, Timothy is healing better and out of the hospital. Please provide them with the money to pay Timothy's hospital bills provide for the children as schools reopen, deliver them from drought, famine, uh, economic hardship, and from the coronavirus plague. (coughs) Uh, Pardon me, Lord. And Holy Father God, we pray for Tammy. Please bless her with a financial miracle. We pray for Nita. Please heal Mrs. Lear, who is in a care home. And Lord, we pray for the people who have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, by hearing the gospel through this pulpit and getting saved by believing in you. We pray, Lord, that you'll help them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith. We pray for yonder Rajesh, May, Mary, and Joseph. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to you by preaching uh, the preaching from this pulpit, and the preaching of the whole council of God, as well as uh, uh, the preaching of the gospel. We pray for Aor, Oziel, Agi, uh, Shia, and Michalina. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives. <clears throat> In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for a sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you <clears throat> for allowing us to be here today. Moving us to be here today. And holy father god thank you for blessing me not to be weary and well doing even though you have given me the leeway to not do this as 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 much <clears throat> as I have in the past And I thank you also for putting the fire in my heart to continue to do it. And so Lord, I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved. Help us who are saved to pray without ceasing, to keep looking up for our redemption draweth nigh and help us to act like it. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake, amen.